You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, welcome to Tales from the Bar Side, everybody. I'm Remy. I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a very special guest on tonight, Mr. Bob Walton Spiel. Welcome, Bob. Hi, Bob. Good to be here. How you doing? Actually, it's uh for the purposes of this show, it's it's DJ Bob. That's how I was uh that, that's that's how I was known. DJ Bob. Everybody will know who we're talking about when we say DJ Bob. And our handy dandy producer back in the uh, the home bar studio somewhere in Clinton Township. <laughs> An undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. Everybody have a little sip. You got a little beverage there, Bob? We, we like to drink a big bottle of water. Uh, you got to stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. So, Bob, you used to DJ back at the, uh, the post bar. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure that you've got some amazing stories to tell about that. So, yeah, I mean, for those, I guess let's, this is 1996 we're talking. That's when I first started. In a world. Late, and, late uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> around 1995, I would have been, what, 22. Um, it was the day before Thanksgiving. We heard about this bar. Um, I knew about the post, but I never, I never went to that many Wings games. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like the one downtown wasn't really a thing other than the stories. But the one in Gross Point, we attended the day before Thanksgiving, and I've never been to another place like it in my life. So that, like, became our Friday night thing for, like, a good solid year. And I finally just went up to the – I got to be friends with one of the owners, and I just said, let me DJ a night. I, you know, I got all the music and stuff. If you like me, keep me. If you don't, um, I'll, you know, I'll keep coming back as a regular. Yeah. Um, I did, I did yeah. one night and I was uh, 11 years later, I find you finally ended up quitting. <laughs> <laughs> like literally went from like uh, 23 years old to like almost 35 years old DJing uh, various nights for all the different post bars. They liked you. That's I awesome. Think so. I think so. That's a good way to get yourself into a gig though, is just kind of, you know, Hey, if you hate me, like I won't come back. No problem. I'll, I'll keep drinking here, but yeah. I don't have to keep doing this work for you. That's fine. They had one in Novi, <laughs> didn't they? They did. They had one in, uh, so the one in uh, Detroit, across from the Josie original. Gross Point on Mac and Outer was the second one. Ferndale was the third one, which was like a little bit more of a cleaned up version of like what the post was. Right. I'll, I'll kind of paint the picture in a minute. And then Mount Clemens opened. And then Auburn Hills opened, and then yeah. Novi opened, and then Clinton Township opened. Wow. Um, it was the one on Garf, uh, Hayes or Garf, no, it was Hayes, and like 18 and a half. Um, Are they all was, shut down now? They're, they're long been history, yeah. Okay, I remember hanging out the one in Novi when I was like freshly 21. The only thing that's close is Madison's and Mount Clemens, which the the original Angel Investors bought that and kind of kept it as it as it is. I think they... Um, we built up on it a little bit, but um, yeah, that's like the only thing that's even closely resembling anything that was a post bar. I think I'd been to the one at Auburn Hills a couple of times and definitely the one downtown a couple of times. I would do all of them inevitably because Bob, I would get the group text that said, okay, I'm DJing at this one tonight. This is where you will all be. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, but the thing was, like, the thing that the magical part of the one, like, in Detroit, which I spent more time in after the Gross Point one, the Gross Point one originally, was that it was a dive bar. Yeah. And it's putting it, it mildly. Yeah. It was like an obscene, like, the one in Detroit, you wrote on the, actually, Gross Point, you did too. 
you carved into the benches. There was basically no tables. It was church pews, church pews, and there was always a ledge that you danced on, like where you look, would rest your drinks. That wasn't for resting your drinks. People would get propped up there. So the whole wall was just people dancing. Um, and there was church pews where everyone was standing on that. And literally the place was only busy from like nine, was like quarter to 10 till quarter to three Friday and Saturday night. Like that was it. Like not right. you get there at 8.30, nobody's there. You get there at 9.15, nobody's there. And all of a sudden it was like this, the bad signal. And like the, 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 the thing about, and like literally it would be butts to nuts by 10 o'clock. You couldn't move. Um, there was always one fight. And then I would always play war. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> I'll never forget. No, I, I'll never forget. Like my second week DJing, a fight broke out. And instead of turning the lights on, I played the Rocky music. And oh, nice. I'll, never, I'll never forget Dave Millar, who was one of the best bartenders I ever met in my life, like grabs me and he goes, if you ever want to work here another day in your life, you'll never do that again. Yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I guess that was, yeah. I guess that was bad. So what we what it turned into is like when people would get kicked out for the fight, basically it was me, you know, I shut all the music off. I look frantically for war. Yeah. Why can't we be friends? Then I would grab the mic and I'm like, hey, and like everyone would look at me and I go, didn't you read the sign when you walked in here? There's no fucking <laughs> fighting at the post bar. Then I would play, why can't we be? And everybody started laughing. And it was another fight. It was this, this, this weird thing that was like every single night. Like, oh, that's great. When's the last time you've seen a fight in a bar? Like, like it's been 15 years for me. Um, it's been a while since I have, but a funny story is uh, at the place that I was uh, employed at second to last before the whole shutdown mm-hmm. um, downtown, the Punchbowl. Punchbowl Social had a massive brawl uh, really? a couple weeks, like a month after I was gone from that place. And yeah, pepper spray was used. And oh, wow. Some of my old coworkers got pepper sprayed. And yeah, people came out of the cooks came out of the kitchen. And yeah, it was uh customers versus employees. Bad, bad, bad stuff. See, that and was I don't mind giving them bad press for when they open back up. No, <laughs> um but the funny thing that the thing about this all was there was there was you knew you were there by the music that was on. It was so bizarre that a bar would have their own brand or their own mix. See, like I didn't invent the mix, right? The mix was already being done in Detroit. I kind of added more like nineties music to it. Okay. Kind of go through the rundown of the music, but that was like people would. And then I brought something in from Chicago. We used to go to, um, um, Oh my God, Excalibur's during St. Patrick's Day weekend in Chicago. And the guys used to do the midnight social. And so I go, you know, it'd be great. Let's do the social because the post bar, if you remember at midnight, you'd play uh, That's Amore and they would hand out like a dozen pizzas from Marge's across the street. Right. That's, oh, that's awesome. Amore. So you grab a slice of pizza and you hand it to your neighbor and you, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was a bonding thing. It was, it was great. Um, but I'm like, Hey, let's do a social before we do the pizza. So I'm like, so I, I just mocked what they did in Chicago. And I'm like, all right, everybody, it's time for a social. So I take you, take your drinks, hold them up high in the air. On the count of three, <laughs> out here, big social. Crowd would toast their beers. They'd pass out the pizzas. And then you'd play Sweet Caroline. Oh, like, yeah. I swear to God, if you didn't play Sweet Caroline and Cecilia, I tried it once. <laughs> and if Cecilia didn't follow Sweet Caroline, I had six people running up to the DJ booth going, 
bro, Cecilia. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it almost was like the, they knew the playlist. Like, it had to become, it was almost an auto-generated playlist. It's that, scary how people like that. I well, no, and you have to keep in mind, this is why it being an auto-generated playlist is good, because here's my memory of DJ Bob at every post bar. There's Bob behind the DJ booth, standing, and by the time the social is happening, probably wobbling a little bit, um, and and there is just a wall of empty rolling rock bottles fencing him in. <laughs> you know, it only those days back then. I would only do one shot. If I did, I did. I would do one shot when I got there, and the bartenders and we would do, and they did the the JT special. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. It was a raspberry, a razzmatazz schnapps. Yep. Or I'm sorry, raspberry vodka, the uh, peach schnapps, and a little bit of cranberry. And um, doesn't sound these, bad. Yeah. So like when I got when I got married, they opened up post bar downtown for me, and I got to make them. And like it's the only place where like mixing and pouring one hand two plastic cups was acceptable. So like I could literally like <laughs> do the mixer in two plastic cups and then one hand it, you know. So we would do either one of those or a shot Jaeger, but like literally they would go through more Rolling Rock. And I don't know where I got the, like I've never drank it since. It was always like when I go to the post, I drink Rolling Rock. That's where you're at. That's it. Yeah. I never drank it at Rogers Roost or Duffy's. I've, I've, like, literally, I've never seen him drink a Rolling Rock outside of the post bar ever. I have it. But there, it was like yeah. you're building a, a little green glass house. <laughs> right. But it's funny. I just put together a, a a playlist, and I was going through it, and just going like I'm almost like cringing, but oh, yet I was like, sm- but I was smiling from ear to ear, like the the, the songs that would like like get what you give new ra- like uh, the new radicals, how bizarre by OMC, Will Smith Miami had to be played, Kid Rock wasting time, <laughs> like then you'd play like. Let's go crazy. Everything that he jumps across a table at me if I play now. (laughs) (laughs) Most of those, that would be like, some of them, yeah. What was I thinking? Like, Cake, I Will Survive. Like, that was so... Oh, yeah, the Gloria Gaynor uh, remake. James Laid. I mean, that was like, if it wasn't for Sweet Caroline being like that bar song, it would be James Laid. Like, hands down. And like, Wasting Time, Kid Rock. Those are like the... Like you knew you were there, and like I cranked it so loud, like I I had no idea what redlining an amp was. Like I didn't. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going for it. The guys in Auburn it. Hills always laugh. It was the three the best bartenders in my life were always still to this day from from that bar. But Auburn Hills, it was Al Pokey and uh, Bruce, and they were the best bartenders hands down because they would like have these intermittent conversations with 30 different groups of people and pick up where they left off every single time they went around the, the bar, you know, one of those types. And Al always does the perfect story. He's like, every time, like the music would just cut at like 1230. And then everyone would look up at you and you'd look over at the bar and you go, sorry. <laughs> and then you crank the amp. Cause I would always walk up to the amp and crank it up. It was always in the middle. And I would always put up to like seven. Right, because I knew it shouldn't have been pushed that far, and it was always like triple red line. So, like people would see me like wherever Hamtramck or wherever I was, I go, I didn't, I didn't see you last night at the bar, but my ears are ringing, so you had to have been deep. <laughs> <laughs> you establish a reputation for yourself. The it was, it was, but like you know, the, the thing, the the thing that was 
I'll, I'll never, it'll never be recreated again. Like I'm, yeah. I'm dead convinced. Even like if you ever went to the post downtown after like a hockey game or whatever, and it was, oh, yeah. it was a hallway. Like yep. literally it was like when I used to DJ there, it was like, um, I have to pee. And it was, we had mini discs. That's how we mixed back then. Right. right. And I couldn't go to the bathroom because it would be 20 minutes. Like I can only play pussy control once. And that's like a seven minute track. Yeah. Don't stop till you get enough by Michael Jackson and Prince. There was like two seven minute songs that like, right. so I would have to run out the alley, go in behind the bar, pee in a garbage dump and then run back in. But like the show must go on, you know, the show must go on. But like that place, some of my, please don't, judge me for like the name dropping I'm about to do but like the the hockey games this was like the craziest thing like you I was standing at the bar going to get a couple rolling rocks and then like here's Steve Levy from ESPN if you're if you're a sports guy like he's like the guy from like hockey yeah. Night Canada and uh ESPN all that stuff and I'm like what are you doing here and he's like what are you doing here I go, I'm DJ you want to hang up there there's more room so here's Steve Levy then like here's like three other wings rookies and here's like Joe Kosher and Al Sabatka um this is the one I'll never forget because I always think it's hilarious. Because I'm like, I'm like, hey Joey, whatever you need, I got you, right? Kosher. And he goes like, yeah, Bobby, give me a couple Bud Lights. I'm like, cool. So I go to the bar, get a couple Bud Lights. He looks at me, he goes, "What are you stupid? What are you fucking stupid?" I go, "What?" And he goes, "Cases, you numb nuts. What am I supposed to do with two bottles?" <laughs> <laughs> so I go, I go in the back in the cooler, and the bar back's back there, and he goes, "DJ Bob, what are you doing?" He goes. I go, bro, kosher needs me to take two cases of beer up there. He goes, you can, he goes, just just go, dude. So like that was the whole thing. Like all the place sold was bottles of beer yep. and JT special shots. Like if you ask, this is another thing that'll never be recreated again. If you ever asked for like, oh, can I get a I always joke with you guys, like, uh, can I get a mojito? Right. Like, the, the bartenders had like the, uh-uh. like yeah, go fuck yourself. Get like you want a whiskey in a in a cup, or you want a bottle of beer? What, we have like six <laughs> bottles of beer. Yeah, yeah. Shots of Jaeger. Shots. Yeah, that's what you get. And there was you could be a dick, like, um, and it was fun. Like it wasn't like cute, like the Chicago. What is the the the, the oh Debevix? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Debevix. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that. Where it was like, oh, it's cute. It was like, no. Frank's really telling you to go to GTFO. <laughs> like, That's cool. I respect you. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like there was an entire era there of bartending that you were allowed to be a total asshole to the customers. Well, it was three deep at the bar. Yeah. Like an angry mob. It's like PC, right? There's an angry mob of men with no necks thirsting <laughs> for beer. Who just got out of a hockey game? Yeah, nobody's gonna take the time to crush up some mint for you. Well, no, and that was a, and that was a pretty long ass bar. Um, no, I think it's it's it maybe it was twelve seats downtown. Yes, yeah, you're you're miss you're, yeah. I might be having alcohol distortion. It's it, yeah, right, it's the tunnel vision of of that of those nights. Yeah, that's entirely possible. If you go in there when it's empty, it looks like it's a, there's a lot more room. But right. as soon as there's a row yeah. of people down that aisle, like it's packed. Yeah. Well, and that was like the music I got. I'll never like I went to a Wings game and a girl I was dating at the time, but we went there, and that's when I started learning about like David Bowie, Young Americans, and like knock three times on the ceiling, you know, and, like Rock Lobster, and like these songs that like, <laughs> what are you playing? And then yeah. I'm looking up there, going like. It's kind of like Oktoberfest in Germany when they start playing like Bruce Channel Hey Baby. 
And the first time you hear it, you're like, why are they playing the Dirty Dancing shit ass? Hey, baby. And like by the third time, you're dancing on the table singing it. That's right. Like, like, oh, I get it now. Right. Like, <laughs> not three times on the ceiling. Whoa. And you're like, the first time you're like, what in the blue hell? Right. And then by like the third time you hear it, it's like become like, but it, that, that was that bar. You, like, again, you play that at tonic. Everybody looks at you like you're a dupa. You know what I mean? It was. There well, was and no so that's, that's kind of the whole point of a great DJ is to be able to read the crowd, play what the crowd wants. You know, if like, if everybody's going to start throwing things, if you don't play Sweet Caroline, I guess you got to play it. You know, most of the bartenders that I know who have been doing it for as long as me and Lauren, 10, 20 years, I don't want to hear Sweet Caroline or Don't Stop Believing <laughs> like any time in the near future. I've heard those songs. About. I'm all the, old school, the old school post, though, there was a line. Once you got to Mount Clements, it was different because there too many people in the crowd overtook it. But like right. the girls that would come in that didn't get the scene, they would be like, um, play some booty music. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one dude that wasn't happening. You're like, no, there's no like, I'm not playing like the most hardcore rap song I played was Miami, Will Smith. Like, it, was, it wasn't. We're not going about that. Playing, you know, but here's the thing on the ride there, it was DJ Assault the whole ride. <laughs> right? Like, you know, let me see your checks to get your own. And so, like, the whole ride there, that's all it was. But then when we when you got in the post, it was like, nope, hack turn around over the top. This is what the scene is, you know. <laughs> See, I feel like key. the one in Novi, they did play a lot of like totally did. DJ I, Assault and stuff because that's the to. one I hung out at. And yeah, yeah, you had to. Like I, I, I opened Novi, and by that point there was like capacity was like nine fifty, and you, you had, yeah, that's that's where we moved our pink slip parties to. We you did. kept saying that like it was a, a dive bar, and I was like, the one that I went to was most definitely. Oh no, no, no! The one in Nova, no, the one downtown, absolutely not, but not Nova. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the original two. What Ferndale like started to be clean, like you can see it at Imperial now in Ferndale. Like yeah. it, they didn't really change much. Like they really didn't, um, except it was like brick wall and clean. You couldn't write on the walls, right? Um, yeah. But like by the time it got to Nova, that was like a like a massive production. Huge it was like a nightclub. It was it was totally a nightclub. There was like two separate like clubs connected yeah. to each other. Oh yeah, other. you had the front bar and then you had the outdoor patio bar and yeah. yep. Yeah, but that one is like an actual but here's the thing. Like it was almost like a joke with me and the bartenders. Like I would once in a while I would play an old school post song and like you'd get the crowd that would stay, but then half the crowd would ditch and go to the bar. So like that was the kind of my my like little wink with them, because they're all old school posts too, so they got it. But it was like Everyone needs a refresh. You know, they don't keep them on the dance floor all night. Let them, you know, let them yeah. get a drink. They got a drink too. <clears throat> yeah. So it like literally became a game. And like, that was like, it was so hard to get a drink there. I, I used to take the, um, go in the kitchen and grab like the prep, uh, the prep bins and you could fit eight rolling rocks in a, in a picture place perfectly. <laughs> <in it. laughs> like Just that load yourself game. up and be fine. For yeah. Well, that one was like, the the nice leather couch like uh, you know i was always two feet ahead uh, you know overlooking everybody you know it was oh, like yeah. the clean you know see but then i as much as i liked that many people out there in a packed dance floor and it was nuts man i i take gross point post 99 times out yeah of because of that the it camaraderie was a, it was a <clears throat> thing yeah like i just put out um since this quarantine thing is we've all been bored i put a playlist together um of every song I played at the post bar. Oh, that's um, awesome! Yeah, like, just you sent it to me. I haven't had time to listen to it yet, but I got headphones on most of the day, so I'm going to check that out. 
yeah, I wanted you to get in the minds, you know, wanted you to, <laughs> but like so many people that were part of that scene back then, that te- you know, sent me a note on Facebook or like, oh my God, man, like, th- thank you. Like this brought me back to a time like that made no sense, but it was like the, the best time of like, you know, of our lives that'll never be recreated. You know what I mean? That's like the whole, you know, like you can recreate post Novi tomorrow. That's not right. Oh, sure. You, for sure. Go play pop music and, and, and sling drinks. What's so even like, in there these days? Do you know? I think it's vacant, dude. No, like, no, no, no. Where the old post bar was in Novi? Yeah. yeah. No, it's like called like Michigan Brewery or something like that. Oh. Like a, a brewery there now. Because no. yeah. like they had the Irish pub in the front. And like they, yeah. they always did like... We always went to that lizard place for breakfast or whatever the hell that was yep. across the street. I used to like hang out over at Bora Bora, the hookah place across the street, and then I would come over and then go back over there and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. Like then, I, I don't know if it like lost its way or whatever. It got a little, you know, you want to expand and you want to grow. Like it's not like it's a Hamlin Pub. Hamlin Pub is like the corner Irish bar that'll never go out of style. The problem is like my 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 whole take was whenever. Once they started to be trendy, it was they had a ticket. It was a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, when it was like you, you could still if it was. See, that's the thing. I don't know if you could get away with playing that shit. Like, could I? Unless you call it like eighties and seventies now. You know, like. You know, yeah, it, 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 you'd have to build it like as, as a retro flashback night or something like that. Almost. I literally work at an eighties and seventies nightclub. <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> do. You so, should guess DJ when we open back. Yeah, you house. should. <laughs> I uh, get all your old post friends. All seventies, eighties, and nineties music. Oh, look at him. He's he's start he's starting to drool. He's look at him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I played no nineties, so it's like that's all. That's you don't have to. You don't have no. to do nineties. It just encompasses all of that. See, like not I really did, like. I did have the name Disco Bob for a while because I could I do that. I have like one dance move, and like. I loved, loved, loved <laughs> disco music. Like loved we have, it. like a light up dance floor and everything. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in. I don't do like, like, like. The, I'm not like. See, here's the thing. Like people like classify DJs. Let me, let me put something very clear. There's like the DJ that like produces his own stuff. Like, like, like a Brian Gillespie or like you know that like right. you get in a DEMF or movement or whatever it's called and like he makes his own stuff and he, you know. And then there's a guy like DJ Godfather that like mixes and he's really good at mixing and he's, he's, he can he beat mixes and he throws stuff back and forth. And then there's like four rungs down from that. There's a guy like me that, you know, happy birthday, Jenny shot to Jägermeister for a buck, sweet Caroline, raspy voice, like mixes nothing, but just plays. <laughs> but I just play, you know, just play to the party. And I was part of the party. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't trying to be anything other than just part, you know what I mean? Like, come up to the DJ booth and dance up here. I don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, be part of the party. Like, yeah, that just having a good time. Yeah. Like, so when I, when, I, when I hear clubs like that, like, oh, you should come. I'm like, because eh, some of those that need that, like, fancy little beat mix thing. And that's like, just that never was me. Like, I'll yeah. medley mix all day. Like, I could do like a, I did a medley mix at work. Like, for, we have like this dance party at three o'clock. But like, yeah, so like I don't know, we could talk about it, but yeah, that was uh, um, those were those were good times. I used to do the same thing, a, a very similar kind of DJing. I'd host a trivia game, and the timer was songs, so I'd have to make a playlist, you know, about 20, yeah. 21 songs, you know, for just a couple hour show and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, I was at I was at the Fifth Avenue in Royal Oak where they have you know the 
the like pop hits nightclub yeah. DJ kind of thing, just spinning all of today's hits. And I'm like, I'm in there playing Queens of the Stone Age and Slayer and mixing it with Prince and Michael Jackson and like and just should. throwing them for like curveballs all the time. And everybody's everybody's like, oh, I really love the music that you play. Well, most of the people in there. Yeah. See, like the real, I don't know, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to call this an art form, but the game I used to always play was from nine to 10, it was pretty much play for me. Like there yeah. was no, like no one was going to dance. And if it was, it was going to be like two girls that were like bar hopping and they're going to be gone anyway. So I'm not going to like pull out my midnight song for you at nine thirty. So right. Like right. we would get in a lot of, cause there was, only, I only had so many like the, the songs, you know what I mean? Like, Sure. One in the morning, that was the song. Like, I, if I played it at nine thirty, I was going to be a dead man because I'd have forty people screaming at me at one. Where's yep. the song? So it was kind of like the play. Don't let, don't run people out, but like wait until it's full enough where you can pull out that one, like knee shooter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That one, right. and it was always like James Brown, get up off of that thing. Right, like, everybody's getting down. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, all right, now the shit's going. You know, then you play some cool in the gang, get down on, and then all of a sudden now it's on. You know, now I can play whatever. But it was like that that one that one song just to like, all right, time to go. And you weren't yeah. like ruining the night by playing like whatever. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't playing wasting time at nine thirty. So like <laughs> that fight, no, that, that fight was real. Like the, so, like I remember. Um, I'm not going to get up, get on the line too much, but like I DJ'd at the Blackfin and Royal Oak. They called me one time and said, yep. uh, we want to hire DJ Bob circa, you know, 2001. Can you still be that guy? I'm like, Man, I'm 35. Like, no, I can't sure. be that guy. Yeah, um, I can. <laughs> yeah. And I would play like, I would play like my eighties mix from nine to 10 and I would get hollered at like, I came here yeah. to shake my ass and this is a fall. <laughs> right. Why are you playing this? Because Royal Oak, Blackfin. Foodie music. Can you like play something good? Right. And I'd get like that one older guy, like my age guy, going, "Dude, sweet mix." And I'm like, "Killer man, yeah." Give that man a drink. Parties and stuff too. I'm sure they were annoying. Oh no, because they're like, "Play, you know, we just got here. Stop what you're doing and do what I want." Right. And okay, so yeah, this is. Let let me run through the T-shirt that I was going to make. This is. um, Can I can I request a song? Sure. You have this song? Oh no, I don't. I'm sorry. You don't have it? No. You don't have it? No. Seriously? Seriously? No. <laughs> ah. Right, that was one. That happened three, four times a night. Then there was, can you play this song? And I go, yeah, sure, of course. Um, next. Like, no. Like, no. Oh, do you want to come up here and do this for me? Like, like, I got, are, like, you, are you tipping me to do that? No, it wasn't. I never, if I made 20 bucks in my whole entire, in 10 years, that was the, um, but then it was like, oh, the only time I ever got a $20 bill was, dude, if you play James Lane, I'm totally getting some tonight. And I'm like, bro, does she have any, like, if that's what's going to work, work you know, like, I got the DJ to play a song. She's so stupid. But like, play it next. And I'm like, no. I go, I got like 10 requests. She goes, yeah, but I'm hotter. Like, yeah, no, you're kind of not. Of course. And then there was the, um, I have it in my car. And I'm like, which means you listen to it on the way here and you're listening to it on the way home. Right. Right. Yeah. Why do you need to hear it? No, I don't have an aux cord. Everybody to know that this is my song and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, can you, uh, you know, we're leaving. Can you play this song like now? I'm like, wait, yeah. you're, you're, you know, if you don't play this, we're leaving. That was like kind of a variation on the same thing. Bye. So, yeah, do you yeah. see those? Oh, do you see oh. those like 
those 30 people outside will be cheering when you leave yeah. so they can get in. Right. You know? I, I never understood it. Like, you know, I have three daughters and I'm raising two of like two of them are teenagers. And I'm like, you know how to get a DJ to play your song? Like, it's really easy. Like me and my friends are having the most amazing night and you are so awesome. And you know what would make it even better if you yes. play the song? You will oh, yeah. get that song played nine times out of ten next. Sure. Like, yeah, gas them up <laughs> first. You know, like, dude, you're the best. This night is perfect. There's right. just one little song that we would love to hear. Oh. And pick something that's like he's obviously going to have. You know? <laughs> and, like, and, like, and it's, and it's you know, bringing him a shot and flirting probably doesn't hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know how many times you're like, oh, my God, this song's awful. You play something good. Yeah. You're like, no, I'm not going to play anything you want. Now. This is oh, good. Right. Your taste sucks. <laughs> like the dance floor is packed. Like what? What's right. You like, I, you know, like I never, it never made sense to me. Like the vitriol or like the people like. Well, dude, know, I mean, a, a good example of that. I mean, like, so this weekend, you know, it was supposed to be PenguinCon. Um, and our 80s room parties became legendary. Um, partially because of all the alcohol we gave away for free, um, but also because of the set you would put together. And dude, like people, I don't think people understand. Like at a at a conference that would have sixteen hundred people attending it at the Southfield Weston, we burned through like a thousand wristbands in a night. Eleven hundred. Yeah, people coming in, people coming like because we had the, like the big giant suite, and it was the hottest sweatiest <laughs> like we had box fans in every corner by every window and bob would just like kill it all night like I, I still think my favorite is we were on the fifth floor if i recall correctly and somebody came down somebody came down from 11 and said their floor was shaking and can we please turn it down <laughs> <laughs> i decided to, to sleep here i decided to be a good idea to bring subwoofers to a hotel room. <laughs> um, but no, it was uh, like those, like, are there even like the DJ and the bar, like maybe I just don't go to those, like those places don't exist. Do they exist anymore? Other than like the big high dollar nightclubs. Like I'm trying to think of the places around town. Places that have like a DJ in them just in general. But like, yeah, the, like the packed dance floor. Like I don't like, like Royal Oak doesn't have any more places, do they? Like, yeah. I, I mean, has I mean, yeah, but it, has Bar Louis know, turned into that since they took over Blackfin? I haven't been there. Me either. Yeah, I haven't checked it out since they since they opened up and stuff. But um, you know, Fifth Avenue has the two two floors with a dance floor on each one, and I guess on the weekends they still get. People oh, in. true. It's not like they're playing throwback music; they're playing you know today's hits kind of stuff. That's what everybody mm-hmm. wants to hear when they're going out dance and just stuff like that because it's people who are new, newly 21 or people who are in their early 20s and stuff and you know that's just what's popular somebody's going for a pee break or a beer break <laughs> <laughs> no and that was a, that was the one thing that was like to get your name written on the wall it was yeah. like a badge like to, <clears throat> that it would stay because they never i think they painted in the 11 years i was at the post they maybe painted gross point once or twice that whole time so like there's so a, yeah yeah when we got married and went downtown um like somebody wrote on the like that's one of our favorite pictures is somebody wrote like our names and like the day we got married like on the you know on the bar you know yeah that's awesome yeah just like the fact that like if you could get like Bob like just to stay anywhere like you know you <laughs> cool that was the thing I worked at Budweiser so we got them fat paint markers 
So like we would walk in there like with a red one. Like I, I remember having a polo shirt, uh, Oxford white one that had like three red specks on it because I had the marker and you <laughs> and I didn't want to That's throw it swag. away. Yeah, it's a damn eighty dollars shirt. I'll have that red speck on it until the day I die. Um, but like you would like write your name somewhere and just like that was like you know that doesn't exist either. No one's doing that shit. Hey Bob, yeah. you remember uh, Pat Pat Mendes, Pat the weirdo from back in the day? Yeah, uh, he said Augie still does that. You can write oh, a there you go. Augie's? No, no, no. With the uh, the uh, the DJ dance floor, yada yada. That's that's still their core, apparently. Oh, okay. See, I've only been there when there's uh, a bands. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just don't go to like you know at eleven o'clock. I mean, eleven o'clock, I'm going. I'm, I'm ending up at my corner bar because I was out at happy hour. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and now it's DJ by jukebox, like <laughs> priority play. <laughs> piss off the guys playing pool. You know, <laughs> damn it. We right. never do Bernie's that. Got to go get a beer. You guys talk amongst yourselves, and I'll be back for the second half. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. But like, even like the dancing on the ledge, like Lauren, have you ever been? Did, oh, they did it at Novi, right? They had the little the built-in. Oh line. yeah. Yep. I was invited up there every time I went. <laughs> you know, did you ever? Did you ever do the socialist week, Caroline? Like, were you ever there when I was there? Like, and it didn't last that many years after I left. When did you stop? I did, I did Novi for maybe three or four years when it opened to like maybe four years after. Um, oh, I don't know. Almost every Saturday night. I probably I went there a lot. And the funny thing like, is, one of my uh, one of the the storage engineers at work, um, his name's Piam. He uh, like we found out through the grapevine that he was one of the barbacks there when he was like 22, and I was like in my 30s DJing Nova. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh my yeah. god, DJ Bob. And, like it's funny how like you remember who they were, but you don't remember like like who they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that happens like, a lot. That's that's what I, you know like because they they did open up another post bar in Plymouth and I I, I think Newman I think DJ's uh, Dearborn isn't it No 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 the one in Plymouth is like the, the actual post from the people Okay because yeah there's one that still says post bar in Dearborn I believe That when they they like licensed the name It was oh, a fra- it was a franchise Yeah yeah that was the funny thing was uh you know like the elephant was like their their mo- their mascot Oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, no one knew why Well I, I guess like in nineteen was it nineteen eighty where it was, which one's the elephant, the Republicans or Democrats? Elephants, the Republicans, I believe. Republicans, I right? think. Well, yeah, they had the uh, the Republican, I guess, convention at Cobo, and the post bar basically put elephant prints leading up to the post, and like then the ma- that, the elephant became the mascot. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because they just uh, they were just having a sale on all like the old swag um, to like support the the staff that got furloughed. Um, and I was like, I was so wanted to go and grab some old stuff. I'm so mad. I didn't know about that. I totally would have been on shit. They had, a, they had hockey jerseys. They had, a, they had a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, now who's Who said the magic <laughs> words. <laughs> and, uh, they had a you don't tell me these things. <laughs> I, I, I thought you liked I mean, me. The only thing I have left, I have like our, we, they used to sponsor our softball team. So I had like, a really like a navy blue or really like their shirt their swag was great like their shirts like you know people actually wanted their bar shirts like that was actually a thing like, oh yeah i remember i remember I'm just saying, like, no. well are they all sold out is the sale over can you still get some i don't know things? i don't know if you follow them on uh, facebook pl- uh, post i tell post. you what we'll look it up and we'll put a link to it up on our show page if it's i'll still tell going. you what i'm gonna get that, that, that the original, right now it's the original owner jen uh jen wheeler and her husband uh uh, Jim Dales and then uh, 
JT is still managing. And I think uh, I want to say Steve is still one of the bartenders on the original bartenders. Um, but like, uh, if you look at like a lot of the guys that like the original, like Frank is still at my dad's place. I want to say that he's still bartending there. Um, like all the original guys from Mount Clements. Um, uh, I think Pokey's still bartending. Uh, like it's, it's funny how like um, Millar still, uh, he's up North. He went up to Traverse city uh, to bartend, but it's funny how like these people like, you know, in our, in their mid twenties are like, it's still like the career. It's still like, that's like, it became their identity. It became like everything about it. Sure. They're still doing it, you know, successfully. Well, Rick and I have talked about that quite a few times about people that just make bartending a career and it, and not everyone is able to do that, but some of us actually make a good living off of it. Well, it's a, it's a, it's an aging thing. Cause it's like the, you know, we used to like the post bar, butt was a thing. Like we'd get the, you know, the 22 year old, girls would bartend there and then all they would live on is fries and beer for three years <laughs> you know, it became a thing. Guilty. Um, right but like everyone was like you, you know it just it took a toll on you like if you, you we were up till, oh, yeah. like we were up till four in the morning yeah um, you know didn't we'd start drinking at 2 15 like auburn hills especially um you know and then it was it was a free-for-all then you'd get up the next day do it all over again lather rinse repeat <laughs> Yeah, lather, rinse, repeat. You want to you well, get aged real quick? Do that. To me, the only the only thing about doing it as a career is like if you find the right place, you can stick with it for a really long time. It sounds like the post was definitely that family kind of thing where like yeah, you get into the groove and you have your regulars and you're making good money and they open up places and stuff. You can stay there for years and years and years. The bartenders were the rock stars. It's yeah, yeah exactly. Like when you went to Detroit Post after a hockey game and you didn't see JT and Burley. And like Bobby Sutton and all you like you were pissed. Like, right. where, where the hell's JT? Where's where's Burley? Where right. Where, where, you know, you go to Gross Point. Where's where's Frank and Millar? Like, where are they at? You know what I mean? Like, that was a, you know, uh, it was a thing. Like that, those were that was the show. Like it was, you know. Thankfully, they never did like the the the, the cocktail thing. Um, right. They were, you know, but they were like flair bartending. Yeah, I mean, the closest I've seen to like that show was like what Mikey and August did at Whiskey in a Jar, and I was like, this reminds me of being at the old Post Bar when it was just butts to nuts, couldn't right. drink, and like these guys just like composure because like they used to. They, the joke was like downtown, especially like they would let me bartend for an hour if they got to DJ for an hour. So from nine to ten, when it didn't matter, and like from nine to ten, I would come off, I would be exhausted, like yeah. and I, just like a quarter crowd. It wasn't even packed. I'm like, man, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I really yeah. don't know. Like, you know, and, and maintain some sort of a semblance and to know which planet you're on. Like, in, in stain. I don't know how they did it. It's not easy, but uh, it takes a special kind of individual to do it, to learn how to do it, train somebody else how to do it, and have fun doing it, you know, keep it going. One okay, of the bars well. that I worked at, uh, we were open seven nights a week, and it was like 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., and I worked every fucking day. But can, because can I was, I'm sorry. Can you teach it though? Like you, you were talking about training, like you can train how to make a drink, but I think you gotta, you gotta be you. No, like, You've got to have a personality there, to be a bartender. There's, there's definitely oh, yeah. like, you know, there's some people that are cut out for it and some people that aren't. And that's why it's like, you'll have people that are at a place for two months and then they go somewhere else and they keep on like hopping or you have people that are at a place for fucking ever. Yeah. And it's you, you have to like, be comfortable with yourself enough to like build a crowd, be able to put yourself out there, scream at the people. Hello, what's up? Hi, come to my bar. You have to be a vocal person. You have to be personable, have some kind of 
ability to, you know, connect with people in a very short period of time. Cause sure. sometimes these, these people are at your bar for seconds, you know, yeah. and like you want everybody. them to leave just like any other place. You want them to leave thinking I had such a great time because of that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, Hey, oh, uh, 11, 1159 bill, uh, just joined and, and wanted, to, he wanted to comment cause we haven't talked about this at all. Um, about JT's wonder shots. That's he wanted, yeah, he wanted to, <laughs> I, 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 the no, I, I know he, that's, I'm saying he showed up late oh, and he wants to, <laughs> oh, that's such a build. Um, tell him to go back and, and watch it. Over. You gave like, the recipe an hour ago. Yeah. Like, uh, Remy, you know, uh, Rich, right? Dickie Bronson, yeah. the wrestler. Like if you yeah. ever see him behind the bar, he's literally a magician. Like I've never like, just like literally holds the bar, like holds the bar down. I've never like, and like, when I talk about like those like thirty different conversations and like picks drops them off and picks them up drops them off picks them up like like to be able to juggle that it's 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 insanity and and, and be drinking was, at the same time. Some I don't think he did it <laughs> that much where he was at, but like at the post, oh absolutely, it was one for you, one for me. Like you know that yeah. was a, that was a thing. Well, some of my favorite memories of bartending is I worked in a small place and I'd have a lot of regulars that would come in and see me. And so that's what I do. You know, you, you go and get them their drinks and order them some food and you have a conversation, talk about what's going on. You move over to these people because you know them too. And then somebody new is coming in that you've never seen before and they want to hear a joke. And so you tell them a joke and then, you know, somebody else just wants to be left alone. So, but you got to make sure that you're checking up on them and making sure that they're good. I love working those, like, you know, you feel like you're in 10 places at once, but you get focused it's kind of like, you know, you, you do wind up getting absolutely in, into a zone. For the, for the you, you, right. It's absolutely it's about a zone. zone. Well, Bob, I mean, and, and you have, so I think you know, like you've said, before, like you've said so far tonight, you know, I think like one of your complaints is the same thing that bartenders bitch about. You know, you've got the, hey, play something good, just like bartenders have. Can you make me something good? Something. <laughs> I want it to be sweet, but not but too, not too sweet. sweet. I don't want to taste any liquor. <laughs> what do you like? Because, you know, no one ever asks what I like. They always ask what they like. like. I get a lot of people that are like, if you could drink anything, what would it be? And I'm just like, lady, I drink Bud Lights at my house. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh oh. <laughs> little uh, little shout out. Uh, Zapsic has joined the watch party. Hello. Oh, <laughs> How's it going, Mike? <clears throat> well, like, here's the thing, though. Like, the whole point, like, you don't want to go to a bar when, like, when, like, the anti cheers where no one knows you. And like, right. there's no one at the bar that you know. You want to walk in, hey Bobby, hey, you know, like, yeah. you know, sit down and go like, and then you're, you're all, you know, cracking into dick jokes. You're watching baseball and you're arguing about God knows what and telling whatever story's going on. Like that's, you know, that's the whole point of going out. Otherwise, you drink in your basement like a troll. You know what I mean? It's- hey, <laughs> what is? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't even a calculated rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't help it. Just came out naturally. No, but that was like, like you know, kind of going back to like, there's that bars don't. It's very rare to have these bars exist these days that have the same bartenders there for five plus years. That yeah. they become like, what bar do you know has still like the JT special? Like Bill knows about that. JT bartended like twenty years ago. Like, he, <laughs> like he's been managing ever since and not behind the bar. Um, but that shot lives in infamy, like forever. I'm like, how many, like, oh, that's the the, the so-and-so drink. No. Or like, I'm going to go there and see these four bartenders. No, no, doesn't he? Like that was, I think the post was like one of the last few places where like, 
like literally the bartenders were the rock stars. Yeah. yeah. I, was just, I was just playing shitty music and getting drunk at a DJ. Right? Well, and that's the you other know, part. I mean, short. like, yeah, it, well, no, I mean, so I mean, that's, I guess that's part of it. I mean, like, you know, you were talking about, you know, the bartending, you stay there forever, you know, making good money and all that stuff. I mean, Bob, I mean, let, let's be honest, like this, this was a side hustle. Like that was a side thing for you that you just always right. loved to do. You still had a day job through the week where you were doing your thing. That was uh, my favorite conversation when I quit the uh, Blackfin. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, and I was making good money at the black thing. It was, it was actually like, the, yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember we talked about it. Yeah. 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 And then I go, I, I think I'm going to quit. I go, why? I go, man, I'm like seven rolling rocks and three shots of Jaeger deep. It's like three in the morning. I'm like 36 and I'm married with two kids and I have a day job and I got a company car on the parking lot. Yeah. Looks like, on their faces. were like, bro, you're married and you got a job. Like, <laughs> We just thought you were a random aging degenerate. (laughs) (laughs) Lifer that like (laughs) works two nights a week and then you know, um, but yeah, nobody. It's not like I sat there and go. So at Tuesday, I went on this business call. Like no, you know that's not what you're. No, you're not telling stories. No, I mean here's the thing. You know, music is an integral part of the going out experience. And if I'm hanging out at a bar and the music sucks, I'm not hanging out there anymore. You know, but the I guess let me vibe let me that you this. create helps keep people in the place. You know, here's the thing though: like you only heard those songs at that bar at that time. Like that was like so it was like it was like a theme. And if you walked in there and I'm playing OMC, how bizarre! And you're like, dude, this guy sucks. And you didn't, <laughs> feel, but like you didn't feel the vibe. But then you look to your left and you see it's like again going back to Germany. Like I'm looking at ten thousand people screaming, dancing, having the best time ever. Like maybe I'm the idiot that doesn't get it. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, am I feeling the vibe of the place? No, no matter what they're listening. If the bar was dead and shitty and I'm sitting here trying to play um, you know, Tony Orlando, yeah, I'm you know <laughs> then I'm the asshole. You know what I mean? But like for some reason, man, that place just had a theme. Like yeah. it was like this bad, just re- it wasn't bad. It's kind of amazing. Listening to the stuff now, man, it just it's like I've never been able to play. You can't play this shit. It, well, I, I, the word I would give it is eclectic. It it was a it was a different, unique mix that I don't think. No, I, I don't like it's it's a mix that you wouldn't have heard at any other bar, and I and I don't I don't think you'd hear it at a bar now, not even on a retro slash whatever night. You can't because even if it's retro slash, you're playing. I love rock and roll, and girls just want to have fun. I never played that shit. Like that wasn't even in the, like right. the pop stuff. Wasn't even on the docket. Like none of it was. Right. Maybe I would play Footloose. Like oh, I Jesse's girl, dude. I don't think I put Jesse's girl on my Spotify list. But like that kind of shit, man. It was just like yeah. wasted, awful. Well, I mean, you had to have Jesse's girl. Just I mean, because moot. I mean, what what other song do you know that has the word moot in it? <laughs> I didn't even know Ed had moot in it. <laughs> Because the point is probably moot. That's the that's that's the line. Yeah, I don't listen to lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) He's a DJ. He's not a lyrics guy. I don't listen to that. No, just all about the beat, baby. Get me wiggling in my chair. (laughs) Don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) They get you to make you feel tingly inside. No, no, (laughs) show me on the doll where it made you feel. Oh, here's the funny thing, and you guys. you can attest this, Lauren. You probably know this. The one time I learned that, like, you know, 
the bathrooms, the, the disparity of, of, of diseased bathrooms. <laughs> the post bar was a dive bar. It was a, it was a rot gut dive bar throat, you know, yeah. but like for some reason, the guys, maybe a little pee drips on the floor, maybe, maybe a couple pieces of napkin or something, but the girls was like World War Three hit. The horror it's show. So disgusting. <laughs> I was more like World War Z. It was like there were zombies and dead <laughs> things. And, a lot yeah. of blood. <laughs> right. I wasn't going there. Um, but the, when the barbacks were like, because I never, you know, I never been in a girl's john, you know, and I'm like, he goes, yeah. oh my God, the, the, you got to see this DJ Bob Khmer. And I'm like, open up the door. And it's like, oh my God. Like, what did, what, how did that happen? Hey, hey, this smells bad. Smell this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shit, try it. Um, that was like the humanity that would go on in that girl's bathroom is like like literally Stephen King horror movies. Like we were written about this kind of shit. The like, first restaurant I ever worked at, like part of our job was mopping the floor and cleaning the bathrooms at the end of the night when we closed down every night. And so that was my first experience with like, oh, my God, women are horrible and disgusting in public okay. restrooms. You know what? Well, the women. men's bathroom is pretty fucking bad too. Pretty though, gross too. All right. But no, <laughs> I was just like, oh wow. Can you Ooh, aim, I didn't please? This. No, so like I said, there's a little bit of pee drops, but like guys would get it in their cars and drive to the gas station if they had to grumpy okay, at the bar. Dudes like <laughs> piss. Okay, they'll like vomit in the fucking urinals. You know that's not going down. I have to put on a glove and fucking scoop that shit out. Like, uh, please don't. Cl- clogging sinks. Clogging sinks at bars. That was a like there was a there was a clog sink probably every other week at the right. like <laughs> how did it get like that? Uh, Again, don't ask questions you don't actually want the answers to. Yeah. Right, I know. <clears throat> Well, I had to if go they in. Have a, if they would a have a big, large wastebasket, you know, that's easy to puke into, that people wouldn't go for the sink, I guess. They do. They just Always. don't go for the wastebasket or the toilet. Uh, welcome to the, the vomitorium. The yeah. <laughs> You're not getting on your knees in front of a toilet at a dive bar. Are you insane? No. You're puking Definitely. in the sink. Yeah, you're going to puke in the sink. Yeah, you're not going to get on your knees at a dive bar. That's I well, I mean, let's up. not say that. <laughs> depends on how many PBRs you're lining up on the bar well here's the thing though like the post the post east i think clyde still owns it i think it's still ex- it's still open it still exists it's obviously isn't the same it's just a dive bar now it's not like the whole playing music and all that but i, I honestly i think it's still there <clears throat> dude we got to go back uh, we, we should go back we just go. to go we've we got to go just to go and may, hopefully they'll have a jukebox and you can relive relive Wait, your so they do glory exist? days by just playing stuff on the jukebox. No, oh, it's just it's just called the East. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not a post bar anymore. Yeah, okay, All right. but it's like it's essentially still, the same. But like, like they we haven't really the, changed anything. No, no. But we would go to the tap room, which was so ahead of its time. That was like the first bar to have like three hundred different beers. Yeah, um, we would get like they would have swill of the month, which is like dinger cans from the distributor. Um, so we would get, get like mill best ice. Isn't that the one that still has like a DOS <laughs> point of sale system? I get, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's old. It's on oh, one Yeah, they had to like type, actually manually type in everything. Oh my God. Old school yeah, POS so is the best. Is it kind for... of like Ashley's? Like in the sense that it's got like a crap ton of like different, different taps, like hundreds of taps. No, no, it was only it was like sixteen taps because it was yeah different. no so yeah no Ash yeah okay. so no Ashley's was all about like the tap and more like um almost more like a hop cat. This yeah. was more just like um 
I mean, honestly, and it's, it won't make sense out, but like, so Brick Skeller is a place in DC where like they just had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of beers in cans, bottles, that kind of stuff. It wasn't really about the tap, it was oh, just about okay. the selection. Where you get like the fancy Belgians. That was like the, you know, before like craft beer was a thing, there was like all the crazy imports. So we would right. go there first, and I think there was the the Village Idiot Pub was down Mac. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh, now it's that uh, uh, tiki bar that we went to. What the hell is it called? Lost River, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Marge's was across the street, and that's when like Tom's Oyster Bar, like that that street, that little area was freaking slamming back then. Like yeah, boom, a little block. All of it's gone. It's funny how those things ebb and flow, though. You know, it's like it'll be yeah. a hot spot and popular for 10, 12, 15 years, and then all of a sudden, one day it just but like tap rooms, tap rooms still a thing. Like that'll never go. Like, again, those time, those kind of bars never die. Like you know, I mean, they're like just because they don't do anything fancy. It's just like we do beer, blocks of yeah. cheese, and 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 yeah, they don't overreach. They don't try to overextend. Yeah. Yep. Right. You don't have a charcuterie board. What kind of place is that? <laughs> you know, they, they were like they would have blocks. They don't take out million dollar loans and try to open a new location in Oxford. You know, there we um, no, you'd get a block, block of monster cheese and it would give you like a sleeve of Ritz for like four dollars. Mm-hmm. So right, the cheese and uh, or you get the pretzel, rod, pretzel right. rods and the yellow mustard. Yep. We know what we do, and we do. Which it I well. would actually probably be all right with, to be completely honest. I'm pretty low maintenance when it comes to charcuterie. <laughs> right? Yeah. That was there some thing. slim gems and a wedge of cheese. Yup. Right. Basically, all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> I just want some meat stick, some crackers, and some cheese. So give me a Slim Jim and a cheese stick, and I'm good. Yeah. If you ever buy a Slim Jim or even go walk past one, look at the ingredients. The, no, the top ingredient, the number one ingredient is mechanically separated chicken. Oh, well. Yum, 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 yum. Still going to eat it. I didn't expect somebody <laughs> to be sitting there and like pulling it apart by hand. So Right. You know, <laughs> Processing people. a deer in their fucking garage. Right. Distributing worldwide. <laughs> Not to uh, like the the one thing that kind of like bummed me out is like there's been like three or four people that have tried to recreate the post downtown. Yeah, yeah. This is Dino Cicerelli bought it. It was Cicerelli's, which I thought was going to make it, but like with the Joe closing, it didn't. Then it became something else. Then it became something else. Then it became something else. And I'm like, I just, I just you know, it'd be I don't know, just to like kind of try to recreate that. I, I again, I don't. If Cicerelli couldn't do it, I don't think it's going to ever happen again. Like it's not. It's just not. You can't. It's a shame. It's a bygone era, you know. Well, I mean, you can't recreate the magic that was uh, a special place in time. But you've got the memories, and you were there, and yeah, uh, and you can you know, pass them along. Hopefully, with the big shutdown, once everything kind of comes back to like a normalcy, whatever that's going to look like, I think the bar landscape is really going to change. You know, mm-hmm. where people are going to go out and spend their money and stuff, and so maybe somebody will have a fresh new idea. Open your own bar and fucking do all the things that you you talked about. Well, you think about this, though. How do you make money as a bar owner being busy for eight hours a week, you know, 10 to to 2 on Friday and Saturday, and you give away... You got to get a lot of people in. And you give away free pizza. Like, I'm just saying... that well, that's that's what Orchid and Luna do. Volume. Well, Luna's not Orchid. around anymore, but Orchid does <laughs> that. They do the free the free pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work on my camera, but you can always hire the flare bartenders. Hey-oh! Hey! Uh, hey. <laughs> Bob, Bob wants to reach through what his camera have? and slap you right now. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I can, I can flip a almost empty beer and catch it. Okay. I was going to say, do that on your own time. And I'm like, well, this is your time. So <laughs> right. 
It kind of is my literally show. Literally in our home. Oh yeah. Who? Oh, hey, crap. Speaking of which, uh, we've got four minutes before we have to hop over to our shtick. That's yeah. right. It's about time to wrap up Tales from the Bar Side. Uh, I thank everybody who joined us tonight and was watching. Bob, hi, Mom. Thank you hi, so Lorraine. Much. Hey, guys. Bob, you guys had a lot of people on. hopping on the live tonight. Telling yeah. us the stories of DJ Bob. Uh, we love that trip down memory lane with you. And I say that uh, when we're finally allowed back out in public, when they finally release the heathens from their cages, uh, we should all get together and go check out that old place Absolutely. and see how it's doing. Hopefully they've got a, you know, Hopefully they've got a, a a thing that you can play music on and, and we'll kind of try and recreate some little semblance of what used to be. That sounds amazing. I'll, I'll just bring a Bluetooth speaker, find a plug, and then open up Bob's Spotify playlist and piss everyone off. <laughs> I love it. Well, we love you all. Thanks for showing up. Wait, really quick. If you uh, have a tale that you would like to tell us of your experience working behind the bar, hanging out at a bar, or just doing anything that involves a fucking bar, contact us. Send us your story at barsidetales at gmail.com. And check out our Instagram and our Facebook. I feel like as many mm-hmm. times as Flanagan has commented on here, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's got some DJ stories that he uh, desperately wants to share with you guys. So, yeah. Oh, we absolutely. want them. We want all DJ of them. DJ Flano. <laughs> my, my man crush. You yeah, know, that was that was Bob's man. No, so, okay, so I know we got to wrap it real quick. So this is the funniest thing ever. We're at one of our events one night uh, for IT and the D. And uh, Jamie Flanagan was there and he does like animal talk radio and man cave happy hour. And the whole night, Bob's like, God, I know, I know, I know him from like, not this, but like from somewhere else. And our buddy Tulio goes, dude, that was like your man crush. He was the DJ at <laughs> lipsticks back in the mid nineties. <laughs> you- <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I texted him the playlist. I said, did I do you justice with his playlist? And he never, never responded. So I just left it alone. But yeah, nice. apparently not. Your yeah, man crush not. deserved you. Apparently not. All right, guys. Have a great week. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.